You are in the ring with Hector Galon, seven-time national boxing champion turned nonprofit president and CEO. Hector knocks out the big issues facing social services today with high-impact leaders from around the U.S. In the Ring is a creation of Lutheran Social Services of Wisconsin and Upper Michigan and is produced by No Studios. And now, here's Hector Colon. Hello, 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 and welcome to In the Ring with Hector Colon, the show that gets real about the challenges facing the social services sector and the people we serve. I am so grateful to the wisdom I gained from the interviews in season one with thought leaders from across the country on how they're addressing the challenges for our colleagues, for the people we serve, and ensuring the financial viability of our sector. You can check out these interviews at LSSWIS slash in the ring. This year, we're going to dig into the punching power of our sector highlighting the many ways that leaders and organizations are knocking out the challenges and moving their organizations forward. Subscribe on YouTube now and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn so you don't miss any of these important conversations in the future. Thank you once again to In The Ring sponsor, M3. You are a wonderful partner, sponsor, and friend to LSS. We are so grateful. Okay, as my coach here used to say, Let's go, champ. In the ring with me today is Melanie Varen, owner and COO of Topline Results Corporation and author of Ignite Topline Growth. Welcome. Thank you. Melanie serves as the owner and chief operating officer of Topline Results Corporation, headquartered in Pewaukee, Wisconsin. Melanie and her team serves clients throughout the United States with their CRM, digital marketing, business analytics, process consulting needs. She is an Amazon number one bestseller, author of Top Line Growth, How Rev Ops and Go-To-Market Alignment Spark Success. It's a great book, by the way. Melanie spent many years leading marketing teams for Fortune 100 companies. When she became a national sales leader for the first time in her career, her perspective on marketing changed dramatically. She discovered that with modifications to the way sales and marketing aligned created amazing results. For seven years of her 35-year long career, Melanie gained tremendous knowledge leading teams and one organizational turnaround in Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. We will learn from Melanie how the kind of top-line growth and alignment she talks about in her book can also be applied to our sector with the capacity for impactful results. When not writing or working, Melanie loves travel to travel, and she is a connoisseur for fine food. Okay, are you ready for round one? Ready. All right, round one. So why don't we start off, if you could please uh, summarize your book, Top Line Growth. Okay. I actually brought a copy with me so awesome. I could share. Uh, Ignite Topline Growth is really about the superpower that organizations can gain by really getting all of their go-to-market teams aligned. And in the for-profit world, those teams are sales, marketing, 
customer service or customer success. If those folks are working in tandem and in sync, then you really get a superpower. Um, it's kind of interesting, as I was doing the research for the book, I learned that sales and marketing misalignment cost businesses a trillion dollars a year. So this is a big problem, and it's very pervasive, even in nonprofits. Great. Thank you. Thank you for that summary. And one trillion is is no chump change, so that's a big deal. <laughs> it is a big uh, deal. Thank you for highlighting it, that in the book. I thought that was interesting. What are two ahas that either led you to writing the book or that happened when you were doing so? Well, as you mentioned, I had been a marketing leader for a very long time, and when I was invited to be a national sales leader in a Fortune 100 company, I I didn't feel very well prepared for that. But my boss said, "You'll be fine." You know, I'll give you a safe place to land if it doesn't work out. And it worked out really well. But what I learned, my aha was, wow, now that I'm leading sales and I also have responsibility for marketing still, my marketing team wasn't always doing things that would help the top line or the bottom line. And they were doing some interesting things, but when they were doing things that were interesting but not helping the sales team, it was stuff that maybe could be redirected and, and uh, used more effectively. So I had a big aha moment around how marketing and sales can be more aligned, and that was the first one. The second realization or aha moment was really the magnitude of the problem. As I noted, and this came from a Harvard Business Review study at the end of 2021, the misalignment between sales and marketing is a trillion-dollar problem. So it is a really, really, really big deal, right? And it's pervasive. Uh, I've talked to so many people who've experienced it. And quite honestly, when my company, Topline Results, helps our clients, we try to help drive that alignment. That's great. Uh, that synergy between the marketing and, and sales is, is so important. And there's a lot of revenue um, to be had if, if there is that better alignment. I was really uh, inspired by your book and, and learning that. And I'm already starting to think about ways we could do that better in our organization. So to that, uh, how can the social services sector benefit from those ahas uh, that you had? Well, even though we might use slightly different terminology in the for-profit space versus the not-for-profit space, the problem is really very similar. Most nonprofits, such as LSS, will have a great marketing team to help position the brand, get the word out, uh, and support um, the, the mission. There's probably also a sales team, which might be an advocacy team to work with um, government clients to make them more aware of the services that uh, LSS provides, or could be a business development team that helps raise funds as with donors and uh, other stakeholders. So if those organizations are aligned and working in tandem, they're going to see kind of a one plus one is three effect, right? Um, it's just going to be much better if everybody's working with the common thoughts, processes, goals, et cetera. That's great. Uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that. So you've got to make sure that uh, we understand the business objectives, and there's alignment to support those objectives so that we can grow uh, that top line. Uh, Absolutely, thinking. yeah. So how does that alignment concept translate uh, to our sector uh, specifically? So when I think about LSS and what you're trying to do, you've got a couple of different things where you're trying to drive people to action, right? You've got mm -hmm. uh, the fundraising side of things where you're causing, trying to draw people into um, donate. And then you've got the 
side that works with the government and the people who decide whether they're going to use your services or not and how they're going to pay you and how much they're going to pay you. Then you've got the marketing side that is supporting all of those efforts. So when you get all three of those aligned, um, then you're going to see a lot better results than if they work independently. And I think LSS does a pretty good job of that. Um, they're Unfortunately, not everybody does, so you're maybe in the minority, but I think you're doing a really, really good job of that. And the, the better you do that, the stronger that alignment is, the more people are singing from the same hymnal, if you will, then the better you're going to be. You're going to see that superpower. Thank you so much. Uh, um, I also think uh, we do a great job at that. We have an outstanding team um, that really want to support one another through that servant leadership approach. And we want everybody to be successful. Um, having said that, I think we have some room for opportunity, especially in reading your book. Um, you know, we have some, gained some insights and want to challenge ourselves to make sure that that alignment is as strong as it can be. So it's given us some new ideas and we'll be working through our new budgeting process and incorporating, uh, incorporating um, the marketing and communications teams a little bit more uh, to make sure that alignment is going to be good throughout that entire year. So that completes uh, round one. Uh, in round two, we're going to talk specifically about why this kind of alignment is important for our sector and how organizations can identify and ally their businesses despite the many challenges that exist uh, in our sector, in our society. Supporting your employees is more than a paycheck and 401k. It's just a fact. People today are at a higher risk of experiencing mental illness, housing insecurity, and substance abuse. Do you know the health of your employees, your communities? How can you step up your benefits to better address their well-being? M3 Insurance helps businesses see beyond basic benefits and support employees where they live. It's a meet-them-where-they-are approach that LSS delivers to their clients every day. M3 and LSS offer real solutions to now commonplace realities that strengthen employees and inspire communities to thrive. Test your employee benefit strategy now by going to m3ins.com. All right. Are you ready for round two? Ready. Our sector's ability to influence and impact is oftentimes hindered by a lack of funding that uh, due to low reimbursement rates. And that makes it really hard to invest in technology and uh, analytics that is sometimes very important to ensure that we can have the outcomes we want for the people we serve. It's also very difficult to pay our, our colleagues uh, commensurate to the value they bring uh, to our clients um, and to society. So with that said, uh, where do we start? You know, and where would you focus your attention uh, for organizations with these kind of challenges uh, in our sector? Those are big challenges. So um, I don't know that I have a silver bullet, but what I would recommend is obviously um, your mission is super critical. Start with a solid mission. LSS has that. Have a have a vision for your team on how they are going to live into that mission, and then put the other building blocks in place that drive alignment. Um, and those really in uh, 
basically what I outline in my book are you need to have a really good definition of who is your customer, starting with that. And, and this can be customers who are not only donors, but also customers who are using your services. Then you need a really good uh, set of goals that align everybody. Then you need some really solid processes. And I know um, LSS works ha really hard on its processes, has a great quality system to measure processes. And then the last thing is that technology platform that brings everything together so that everybody is looking at the same data. If you can put all of those things in place, then you have a really strong story to go to those policymakers who are deciding what your um, value proposition is worth, how much to pay you, that kind of thing. I think the more you can demonstrate that you are a well-run organization and give confidence to those folks, the more likely they're going to want to partner with you. You know, one challenge uh, we have, uh, there are some um, uh, employees uh, and donors that don't necessarily value how important business services are. So for us, marketing, IT, um, uh, human capital and quality, there are essential components uh, to help ensure that we can operate effectively as a business and ultimately serve our colleagues and, and the people we serve uh, better. Uh, but it's a challenge in our sector. For example, some contracts that we have limit our overhead structures to just 10%. And so I often ask, you know, what for-profit business could operate with excellence at that at just that 10% uh, overhead? So given this reality, uh, how can our sector use the approach in your book uh, to align support services with business objectives? Right. Well, I do think in many regards, LSS is much structured much more like a for-profit business than a nonprofit because of all the complexities you have. And I think keeping to that 10% overhead is going to be a very, very big challenge. I think what you'll have to do is constantly listen to the um, people who are requiring that, helping educate them as to why that may or may not be possible, but doing your best to continue to control cost, which I know you do, um, but still provide the great services you need to provide. And so there may be areas where in parts of your business where you don't have that same constraint, you can, can maybe invest a little bit more. And then the, the areas of the business that do have that constraint perhaps don't have they, they can benefit from the investments already made. Um, I don't know if that's kind of wiggling around the situation or not, but I think you'll have to get very, very creative on that. And I do think it's a very, very complex business you're leading. The more I learn about it by being on the board and hearing some of the inside information, if you will, it's a big challenge. And I think you've done a really great job so far. Thank you. Thank you. appreciate that. And uh, again, thank you so much for your support and uh, your experience that you bring on our boardroom, it's its outstanding. Uh, so thank you. You know, I, I, when I hear you talking, I kind of hear, I, I think about the fundraising team uh, working closely with, with operations and to increase the number of funds available uh, to the organization. And there had there was a lot of alignment that needed to occur to in order to ensure that we're reaching the donors donor cultivation, you know, the marketing and, and media opportunities and just getting the LSS brand out there, you know, understanding the donors, that building that awareness, the donor retention strategy that we took versus going out there and finding new donors. So that's an ex when I hear you share some of the insights uh, 
here today and also in your book, I think about some of the things we did around fundraising that that brought that alignment. And again, there's more to be done, but but it's a journey and we feel that we have a good start. So the next question, uh, how can organizations align with external partners or consultants to impact client outcomes? Well, alignment starts by a very strong appreciation of what each other does and what each other brings to the table. And that, you know, going back to my for-profit experience, when I saw misalignment between sales, my sales and marketing teams, I started implementing things like ride-alongs where one team member rides along, one team member from marketing rides along with a team member from sales to get a much better understanding of who, you know, how they work, what they need to be successful. And so I think if you're aligning with outside organizations, having a very profound understanding of them and their goals and what they're trying to accomplish, you and your goals and what you're trying to accomplish and find those synergies, I think that's where you're going to find the best alignment. And if you can play into each other's strengths, then I think you'll find that win-win, That back to that equation where one plus one is three. Um, it takes a big investment. It takes time. It's not something that happens overnight, and relationship building is a big part of that. Mm. I love that, you know, because partnership is so important. Uh, so for us, what we did is we we created a partner circle, and we wanted to make sure that we didn't just have vendors. We had partners, and we wanted to make sure that they were aligned uh, with our mission, with our vision, uh, what, what we, the impact that we were making in society. Um, and, you know, if they had a giving arm within their, um, within their corporations, if we could be considered for that. And, uh, and, you know, how can we help them, you know, with referrals and they help us. So it's a true partnership. So that's kind of how the partner circle started. And it's been able to raise some money for us, uh, pretty nice money for us on an annual basis. But more importantly, we're making sure we have the right partners at the table that are aligned with our values. Uh, and it's been uh, successful thus far. That completes round two. In round three, we're going to explore the positive outcomes our sector could expect when aligned and we'll discuss the ways in which we can measure return on investment. Okay, are you ready for the final round? Ready. Great. All right. We're going to talk about outcomes and return on investment. So once business services and operations are aligned, what outcomes can we expect to see uh, and experience right away or and over time? Right. Well, what I found in my experience, once I got my teams aligned, I saw things like improved productivity. Uh, in, in my case, it ended up being higher revenue. And you might see higher revenue, too, as some of your fundraising efforts. I saw decreased turnover because people were more satisfied with what they were doing and they really understood how they fit into the equation. Uh, I saw really solid margins. Um, margins is a little bit different uh, notion here in the not-for-profit space, but obviously you want to be good stewards of all the money that you use. And then um, I saw, uh, I, I believe... Um, increased quality in what we were doing. And I think in your case, it'll be increased quality of, of how you care for clients. So those are some of the things that I think you can benefit from. Um, and having a focus on that is really, really important because if you don't focus on it, over time, things kind of dissolve. In fact, in my book, I bring up this notion of entropy. You know, it's a, a law of thermodynamics that 
things tend toward chaos if you don't focus on them. Um, but because you've got a really solid focus on these areas, I think it will just keep getting better and better and better. So, so that's great. I mean, productivity, increased revenue. What that allows is for us to pay our staff better. And that's so important. And you said lower turnover. So you pay your staff better, you can retain them uh, longer and better. And, and, and that's really important. For our sector, you know, turnover, it, the average turnover is from 35 to 50%. Now for us uh, today, it's around uh, 19%. So we're much lower than industry average. But even if we were around 19 to, to 30%, it's hard to operate with excellence with that type of turnover. So what you're talking about, productivity, increased revenue, when you give some of that back to the employees, some of it goes into margin, but that's how you're going to develop a great team. Um, so thank you uh, for, that, for that insight. How might we measure return on investment or how did you do that in your business and what advice do you have for us? Well, return on investment can be hard somewhat to isolate to a given variable because any business person is pulling multiple levers at one time to make things better. Um, one of the levers that I see you pulling in LSS that I think is indicative of your focus on excellence is your focus on quality. And every time we get together for a board meeting, we have a scorecard where we see exactly how you're measuring um, your quality metrics as defined by the clients you serve. And I think that is one way where you're going to continue to see increased return on investment. Um, I think you'll also probably see some increased productivity, you know, especially if you do find a way to invest in some of those platforms that will help you um, be more effective and more efficient because you're sharing information and you have better data, then uh, I think you'll probably see that as well. Sometimes it's hard to measure productivity when you're in a services business, though. So um, again, the ROI is a little bit tricky to measure, but as you keep getting better and better, seeing higher revenue, seeing more productivity, higher quality metrics, I think overall you'll be able to say, okay, this was a good investment. This shows that it's, it was worth doing. Great. You know, I have to share this, uh, just a testament to the amazing humble servant colleagues that we have at, at LSS. So 97% of the individuals served at LSS uh, say that we have improved our quality of life. Over 95% are satisfied with our services. So those quality metrics are, are really outstanding. Again, a testament to the amazing 750 colleagues that we have that make that possible. And so you're right, you know, so that translate, when, once you have better quality and our partners see that, uh, our clients are talking about that, uh, hopefully it brings more donors interested in the impact we're making and also county partners want to do more business with us because they see that great impact uh, that we have. What new tools uh, should organizations consider uh, when looking to achieve and sustain their success through this level of alignment? Well, I'm going to go back to my for-profit experience for a minute. One of the things that we did a better job of doing when I was getting my sales and marketing team aligned is we told better stories, and not just stories for the sake of stories, but stories that talked about how what we were doing was improving the effectiveness, the productivity, the bottom line for our clients. So they were more telling stories about ROI. Mm. Well, in your case, you're going to be telling stories about how you're impacting people's lives. 
And the more you can tell those stories in a compelling way that people are saying, wow, this is a this is a stellar organization doing great work. I want to be a part of it. Either I want to work there or I want to donate or I want to show my support. So I think stories are going to be huge. And the way you tell them, especially if you tell them in a way that works for the people who are advocating for policy change and funding rates, if it works for the people who are driving um donations, and then if it works for the marketing team because they, they can actually make the magic happen, then again, you're going to see that alignment and the people who hear your stories are going to really get who you are and why they should be involved. Thank you so much for sharing that. And again, I give a shout out to our marketing and communications team who really do an outstanding job at working with operations to get those stories. Uh, and it's a process. It's it's a lot of work. Uh, but when we're able to share those stories, it's it's really impactful. And relating to those stories, just talking about impact. So the individuals that we serve are individuals that have incredible odds stacked up against them. And sometimes without our service, uh, they're very heavily reliant on government support. They might be penetrating the criminal justice system. They are going into the emergency room, which is very costly. And so we are able to save the taxpayer, the health system, the government, lots of money by by supporting these individuals uh, on a path to um, recovery, self-sufficiency, and ultimately uh, independence. So um, our communications team does an outstanding job. And we want to continue to use that uh, to bring the good word out to the community for donors and, and contracted partners. Uh, so thank you for that, that piece of information. That makes a lot of sense. So the final question, how are you going to use your punching power this year to advocate for our sector and our board and bring it for LSS? What are you going to do? Well, obviously, um, being on the board is a big commitment, which I take seriously. There's always a lot to read and prepare for for those meetings, but uh, I'm going to continue to support um, LSS through that. I'm going to be continue to be an advocate for LSS, especially with some of the new tools the marketing team has put together to help me do that. And, of course, there's always a financial investment that makes sense. So there's a lot of things I can do. I also want to just drive the story of alignment and not only how LSS is doing it, but helping other organizations who maybe don't have the benefit of your experience with alignment, helping them do more there. Because I think with a trillion-dollar problem, there's no loss of things to be doing, right? So that's, that's how right. I'm going to help. Help us bring the trillion dollars. We'll be so blessed. That will we'll impact a lot of people. That concludes our final round today. Melanie, you knocked it out. Uh, thank you so much for all you've done. We're so appreciative for you being on our board and again here today. Thank you, Hector. It's a pleasure. All right. That was a great show. I'm so excited and pumped and ready to try to drive better alignment uh, in our organization as a result of some of those uh, great insights. I want to share some uh, further insights that we learn uh, from Melanie here today. You know, she said this misalignment of, of sales and marketing is a $1 trillion issue. $1 trillion, that's That's really big. But it also shows that there's great opportunity there. Uh, it was one of the takeaways that that I had. You know, she talked about how marketing, uh, the advocacy team, um, and the fundraising team really needs to be aligned. And by having that alignment, 
it's that equation of one plus one equals three. Uh, so that alignment is is really critical. Uh, talked about some tools, especially storytelling, of how it is so important to talk about the stories that that through that alignment, and when you're able to talk about those stories, it could generate better um, uh, progress and, and better outcomes. Um, she talked about mission, how mission, vision, alignment, the customer, goals, processes, and technologies uh, and data all need to be aligned. And when you do that, and when all everybody's on the same page, that top line, that revenue uh, will increase. Um, and when revenue increases, uh, then we could pay our our colleagues commensurate to the value they provide. So we talked a little bit about that and how important that is to reduce uh, turnover, which has been a challenge uh, for our sector, but all sectors uh, in, in the industry uh, today. And lastly, uh, we're so glad that... Uh, Melanie is going to use her punching power uh, this next year by continuing to serve on our board, by being a strong advocate for us uh, with donors and with government officials, and also to financially support us uh, um, through um, financially support us. So we're very, very thankful of that. And also to help us with our ongoing journey on making sure that we have better alignment. Again, Thank you, Melanie, uh, for that great insights. We're, we're so happy that you are here today in the ring with me, but also a friend and on our board. In the ring with me next is Bill McCoshin, partner of Michael Best Strategies. Bill has decades of experience in Wisconsin governor's office as a cabinet secretary and also as a successful lobbyist. Bill and I will unpack what Governor Evers means, it being the year of mental health, which is so exciting to hear, and how legislative decisions on the budget can and will impact our sector. We will also discuss how corporations, nonprofits, and concerned citizens can advocate now for health and well-being for all of Wisconsinites. You can find more about In the Ring with Hector Colon, our guests, and episodes on our website at LSSWIS. Org slash in the ring. Please let me know what you think about this show and others and what you want in future episodes. Please like, follow, and share at LSSWIS on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any of these important conversations in the future. All right. Thank you, Melanie. And again, to our sponsor, M3, we are so appreciative of you. That ends our show. Con mucho cariño, with much affection. Bye.